0: Hello and welcome to the Car Clinic Podaholics podcast with Glenn Power from Sandance Tires, myself, James Pikeway, and the whole thing was recorded at the Rove Hotel downtown in Dubai. For the next hour, we're going to talk about car repair. It's as simple as that. Let's get to it. Here's Glenn. Here's the show. Glenn is here from Sandance Tires. More than just tires. Yeah. (laughs) Sun dance everything <laughs> sand dance everything yeah. but not uh, well do you, do you put the big boom box in the back of the the truck and open it up and do a dance club you feel that way inclined <laughs> <laughs> feel that way inclined uh Borg and Beck last on our last show with mm. Peter Eagle still thinking about that and the parts and stuff and actually Imtishan was doing the podcast before us on Car Talk mm. and he was talking about his DeLorean, and hmm. we pa- I passed on the card. I said, you know what? At least have a chat with Peter about some of the stuff you're looking for, because yeah. who knows?
1: Who knows? Yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll... Uh if you can wait, even if they haven't got anything, which they might not have, I'm sure if you, if you can wait eight weeks. It's not like it's a daily driver.
0: Yeah. If you can wait six months if it needs to be, I'm sure. You they could. can fabricate something. So interesting question that Imtushan had that he'd got, someone had sent to him. Okay. And we actually ended up working through what had actually happened. But he had mm. someone get in touch with him and said, uh, Imtushan, I've got sand in my engine. Nice. What can I do? And, and Imjushan's response was, well, how'd you get sand in your engine? And this guy's like, well, I don't know. He's mm. like, give me a break. You know exactly how you got sand. So we, we ended up having a conversation about this and I, and, and hypothesizing. Yeah. So how'd you get sand in the engine? Obviously, it would have had to have been an aftermarket. Air filter, air filter looking to island. get more air in. Uh, he he mentioned that Toyota has a TRD filter for the FJ Cruiser that is sold in North America to give you more air, but it doesn't. No, it's not, not recommended no. here because it's got more holes. Let's in sand. Yeah, and we figured that's what happened.
1: Uh, almost certainly, yeah. I remember doing very very similar thing with the Land Rover Defender when I first came here. Yeah. Uh, so sand in the engine, old, old North American one with the uh, four liter V eight in it. Beautiful, put the cone filter
0: from North America, yep. and it was far too porous, basically, There's too many holes in it. So, so this became the second part of the question. And when Imtiazan was asking me, motoring Middle East, by the way, if you're wondering where you can find him, what he, he started asking me is he said, "So, how would you approach that?" And and as in, do you go and and scream and and shout at the the agency? Which I said, no, I'd probably go with my tail between my legs, saying, "Look, you know, I messed up." Mm. Can you help me? Is there any way we can find so I'm not going to spend the fortune maybe somewhere where you, you know. and But ultimately, this is going to cost you some money. And so my question was, if I get sand in my engine like you did with that, that Defender, how do you fix it? Like, what is entailed? The problem here is that the owner
1: knows he's got sand in his engine, yeah. which tells me there's a problem. Yeah. And what's happened is he's lost compression or something, and they're telling him, you've got sand in there and it's killed it. So it yeah. must be in bits now for someone to know it's sand that's right. caused that. Um, yeah, you're at a rebuild. Really? And depending on... depending on, it's like That could be like five grand or more, well, right? It depends on the engine. So if it's the kind of engine that you can rebore, maybe you've got to, If there's an option to oversize and put a bigger piston in, you can just do that. Yeah. Um, just do that like it's simple. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's just how we talk about it. But yeah. that, that's is, one is, way, or you put liners can, in to keep you, it to original size. Can you re any cylinder? Sil- is
0: re reboring possible in today's aluminum? Not
1: always. No. Okay. Um,
0: and that needs to go to a specific the issue craftsman. With
1: re- yeah, well, exactly. The issue with re it, it has to be done properly. You know, you've yeah. got one go at that. And then <laughs> you, you've got to also be able to buy so, the oversized so there's, pistons. there's no, oops, sorry, mm. didn't work. So some of the older engines, like especially the cast iron blocks, they were designed basically for this. So you'd have, but uh, you might have a piston and a bearing set and you'd have point 0.1, uh, 0.010 zero, zero of an inch, zero, 0.030 zero of an inch, zero, 0.060 zero of an inch, all the way up to maybe point 0.1 of an inch. Yeah. Oversize basically, so that means every time the engine fails, which on the older stuff was every fourth service, you could grind everything back, put a bigger piston in to allow for the way you've ground the bore back out and reboard yeah. it, and same on the main bearings and the crankshaft bearings and big end bearings and everything else. You can't really do that these days. They're not engines aren't designed. Ah, they're, okay. they're so so fine and precisely engineered. And also, the materials don't owe, owe themselves to that kind of process. Like okay. you say, aluminium alloy—it's yeah, not do. the easiest thing to yeah. work with. Sometimes people will rebore them right out to then put a sleeve in if they've got liner-type cylinders. Okay. You can re-sleeve them. What's, uh, what's again, the longevity
0: of something like that? Uh,
1: some engines up to about maybe ten years ago used to come like that. Anyway. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, Good idea. If it's wet liner or dry liner, so again, does a water jacket go to it? Then you've got you've got. A lot to take in on that, but labor alone, for me to rebuild an engine, I want, and I I don't have the equipment at Sandance, and I've not worked at a workshop here that has got the equipment. I know one guy that has it in his workshop, because that's what he does. He builds race engines. Yeah. Um, But I'm not going to send it to him, because he's doing it by hand. He's going to take months. Um, So an engineering shop, and there's a a great outfit called Trinity uh, in Alcoos. They're probably going to charge me 3,000 dirham for yeah. their work. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to put 10% on it. We're in a business. So that's the facts. And then my time, uh, you're probably talking the best part of three full days. Wow, that's huge. I mean, you've got to remember, you've got to get the engine out. Right. Split it. You've got to test all the components, engineer them, machine them, get them back, reassemble it. And it's not as the disassembly is very easy i mean disassembling an engine is great yeah. everybody the end of you know taking an engine apart I, I remember being an apprentice and it was like um on the motorsport course so i was really young and it was like yeah let's let's take this engine apart and you know you get to the end of it you've taken it apart and you think wow i can do this yeah you forget you've got to put it back together again <laughs> okay and now and, let's do it yeah, And it's those, like, oh, oh. those hand tools that the, the sorry the power tools that you use to just strip it down you're not using those to put it back together. Yeah. And you know, someone comes up to you with a set of torque wrenches and and there's a spring. And it's <laughs> like, "Well, what what's this?" And then you know, you're trying to put collets back on valves to hold them in yeah. and it's like, "Oh, you you just just it doesn't want to go back When home. it takes you an hour to put one valve in and you realize you've got 32, that's when you know you've got a problem. Yeah. And obviously everyone gets quicker. Yeah. But um you know, it's 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 not It's such an expensive, and that's why there's such a market out there. I've done three second-hand engines in the last 10 days. Wow. Because it's cheaper for the customer and quicker, so the economy of time as well, uh, rather than just money, to get a second-hand engine that I know is good and fit it. Really? It's it's cheaper to do that. You take the engine code down, give it to the RTA,
0: it's done. And I always would have thought, that it's, it's more economical, cheaper, and maybe even better to just rebuild. But If you can do it yourself, it yeah. is. Now, if you're talking about something like, a, uh,
1: let's say you've got a spun bearing on a crankshaft, a main, main bearing, or, or a big end bearing for one of the piston conrods, that, if you can take the caps off and change just the bearing and the, and the actual connecting rod and or the crankshaft hasn't worn out, definitely do that. Definitely do that, because that's very, very easy. Yeah. But once you've got a scored cylinder... So a scratched or a cracked bore, yeah. or a cylinder head, forget it. Because if you've got a, you know, if it if it's for your '68 Camaro, and you've got space, yeah. and you're going to put it on, yeah. ta- on a on table, and it's nice and clean, yeah. and you've got it, you know, curtained off, and it's it's well lit, and it's sterile, and you've got no family to yeah. keep <laughs> <bike> <laughs> you occupied the go. weekend, then yeah. go and do it yourself. Yeah. But it's one of those depends how important it is to you to have the original hmm.
0: lump in there. So at the end of the day, sand in your engine, you're done for. You're yeah, if at, you know you've got sanding your engine, you know that because you've got a problem. Yeah, you know, and that's going to be a lot of cash. You might just want to get another engine. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, go back to Peter. We started talking about him after last week, right? Yeah. So he has a contract with a uh, Beck. certain company uh, where they supply the service items for a fleet of uh, the Coaster buses. You've seen yeah, them, yeah. right? Yeah. Used typically as staff buses. Yeah. Staff transport. They, Borg Beck, supply them a filter, which has been proven on every single one of their tests. Every single test they do, flow rate, filtration rate, everything to be much better than the OEM that they were fitting originally. However, because of the makeup of it, they can't blow them out. Ah, so, when it comes to being changed, they need to be changed. They, they can't in the, skip a okay. change interval. Yeah. So, they've had to go back and engineer a less efficient filter from a material, basically to what? make it withstand being blown out, to save the end user money in the short term. That's crazy. And yeah. And they have, they've had to do that because they're... And, and we had this conversation, me and Peter, saying, well, what are they going to do when they start, you know, do they not think why are we getting through engines here? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the simple rule is when you
0: get one, and it's normally the comb filters, the panel filters don't so tend if, to be too bad. If you just, just want to recap of where this has gone, we yeah. were talking about an engine that had sand in yeah. it and the, the fact that it probably is the result of the air filter yeah. and too much flow, uh, too, too porous, allowing too yeah. much uh, particulate to get yeah. into and pass the barrier. Yeah, I mean normally the panel filters are pretty good. Hmm. So you can so
1: let's let's not mess around. The famous most famous brand probably KN. Everyone's seen the K N nice burgundy filters. Yeah. Normally in a cone. Um and whatever you do, don't get talked into fitting one of those in anyway. Anyway, I mean, what a what a ridiculous ridiculous idea in a hot climate. It looks climate. good though. It does look good and you get a lot more induction noise, yeah. but what a ridiculous idea in a hot climate. Yeah. Um yeah. hot hair has a lot less oxygen in it. So the more that filters basically in the engine bay with nothing around it, just getting hot. Yeah, At yeah. Le- You know, the standard one, the standard air intake that you have for your vehicle normally has a duct that goes right to the front of the car. Right. It's in a housing, so it reduces the heat absorbs from the engine. What? Um, I don't understand. Yeah. And and people get more intake noise, more induction sound from that kind of comb filter because it's less muffled. So they think they've got more power. Yeah, But unless they've put it, <laughs> unless they've shielded it, it off, It's got great sound. Yeah, that's for yeah. Sure. unless you've shielded it off and you've connected that with a, you know, don't forget you, what goes in has to come out. So yeah. unless you upgrade the exhaust as well, you're not going to get any benefit. Yeah, so don't bother. Um, go for a panel filter. No problem. Um, but if you are going to fit a comb filter or you bought a car and it's got one on and you think, Oh man, yeah you know Hoo-hoo. hold hold it up to the sun. There's a sunny always always sunny here. Hold it up and if you can see distinct squares, then only a square hole. Some yeah. of them are hexagon, but very few, they're very expensive and they'll be good. But some you'll see a distinct square where the sun shines through it. If you can see that and you can see clearly that that's bigger than a grain of sugar or salt or sand, yeah. Which come on. It yeah. doesn't have to be <laughs> very big <oil>. at <laughs> it's all.
0: It's not yeah. good. It's not, yeah. it's
1: not the one you need for your car. Um, so
0: I wouldn't go for one. Okay. Good. Good to know. Yeah. So this this guy with the sand in his engine, he's just done for.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. It's going to cost you a lot of money. You made a mistake. Yes, made a mistake. Tell you all don't. your friends and, and change the name to protect the innocent, but tell your friends not to do it. Because yeah. it's just not worth it. Yeah, I, I would definitely not do that. It might have looked good at the auto show, but it's not looking <laughs> yeah. good uh, today. Now that it's sitting in your driveway and you yeah. can't drive it. Yeah, make That's sure cool. for sure, make sure that that filter is recommended in a desert environment. Yeah. So you you you've had three engine repairs in the last ten mm. days. What else is going on at the Sandance uh, shop? I'm always I'm always curious, just to um. par- partially to feel good about myself if i'm having <laughs> any repairs uh, but uh, just feel good that you've not actually had
1: to come in <laughs> yeah we no, we've,
0: we've got um i was thinking the Al- that the other day actually i was thinking like, you know I, I maybe i should drop into alcos and just have you look at that that uh, uh stabilizer that oh, I yeah. still haven't gotten looked at. It, has, it hasn't done the wobble of death. Steering damper. Yeah, yeah it hasn't done the wobble of death. but <laughs> Yeah, that's coming, isn't it? It its you know it is coming. I you know, it's coming. know it's coming. You know it's there. <laughs> every time I get into one of those things where it's just a little more lag, yeah. I kind of go, will yeah. this be the day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the day. <laughs> is yeah. This the day. And every time it's not, it's like, yes! <laughs> but but this, the, like, the, the futile thing is, I know that I really need to go in and get someone to look at it. What are you going to do? You're going to put it up. You're going to, Undo. Wrench the tires a little bit and you're gonna go, of course you know this needs to be changed. Why am I even checking it? You undo. know it needs to well, be changed. You're gonna happen. You <laughs> undo a 13 <laughs> mil nut and I'm gonna push it in and it's just gonna stay there. I say, James, hey, it's finished. <laughs> so Yeah. No,
1: it's um all action really. We've uh, we've um fitted two we've had to fit two more lifts into our coups because we're just a little bit a little bit short volume-wise. We, we oh, we're really good. struggling to cope with it. Um and so they're being installed now. We managed to do most of it in-house. Obviously, the certification and testing will have to get done after we've done mm. it. But uh, so there is a, st-
0: a certification and testing service yeah, for yeah. garage lifts. Yeah. The wow. company we use is okay. called Claymore. Uh, oh, very, very Claymore. good. Yeah, there we um, go. they'll
1: come out. We, we're supposed to have it for every year.
0: Okay. Uh, Miss you can find well, us Well, I guess, I guess you know what? You've got a vehicle up on the lift. The yeah. last thing you want it to do is come down with no, something. That's right, yeah. It. Definitely sure. not. Um so,
1: we'll fit them, get them, make sure they're tested okay and working. Okay. And then, uh, once it's signed off and certified, then that, that gives us a bit more capacity. So, that's good. Um, rest of the workshops, it's, it's getting now. Um, we're, we're seeing a lot of people where we've, we've said before people tend to be keeping their older cars and then yeah. doing the maintenance. But, you know, it's kind of kept going that way. And now people are doing more minimal maintenance. So, yeah, we're, yeah. we're getting things. That's a big problem. Yeah, so we're getting things like misfires where spark plugs are burnt out. I had a, a BMW, and this isn't to disparage the brand at all. No, no. I had a BMW in the other day, and uh, we had recommended changing the spark plugs on two of the last services, the last wow. two. Uh, no, I'll no, no, leave it, leave it, it's expensive. Um, and the spark plug had burnt out to the point where the electrode had fallen out of the middle of the oh, no, plug. That's and gone in. no, 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 Now you've got a bigger problem. So now we've got an issue. Yeah. Um, we're actually in the process of figuring out what we do for that. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it's one of those where we are we are really trying to we're trying to put things together where we can we can spread the cost of maintenance a bit better than 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 perhaps following the typical minor major minor major minor major, which keeps it easy for everybody. Yeah, uh, it's the, the times have come where yeah we, we can't keep changing engines. Yeah. Because someone's tried to save themselves 250 dirhams. I mean, these these plugs to change, it was a 400 dirham job. When the rest of the service only cost them 400 dirhams, I get it. I yeah. totally get it. But, you know. but. but now we've got 450 in labour already just doing this investigation. Yeah. To then go and say, which we might end up saying, we've got to take the head off and have a look at what, if it's damaged anything.
0: So who knows? So imagine if it's fallen in on the side of the head, it's gotten a little bit wedged in and now it's got to put a nice big groove in. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it would have done well, that. Well,
1: no, but the, the, the good thing, if you can call it that, is it came in with a misfire. So okay. we've checked it. Um. Obviously, nowadays, you can figure that out without it not the bonnet. So first thing we've done, knowing this is the car that needs the spark plugs, checked on all the history, make sure we don't go over the same ground, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Plugged in the computer and it said misfire cylinder eight. Okay. okay so then we go to cylinder number eight take the coil swap it with cylinder number seven put number seven in number eight and eight in number seven then we start the car again misfire doesn't move from cylinder eight so we know it's not the coil A common issue on all vehicles yeah, yeah. for the coil so then we take the plug out and as we take the plug out the electrode fell in so it hadn't gone in while the engine was running which oh, is a good okay thing. so okay. it's fallen in as we've ah, taken the plug okay. out so Hopefully, we can get it out. Uh, but, you know, if yeah. we can't, what are going to do? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the, the, the issue is, um, and I, I saw on the notes there, there was a thing about urgency of engine light. Yeah. And I was skipping past a few to get to that. Yeah. But
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: On a misfire, it should flash. So, on the engine lights, no, always amber. There's never an, an engine light that, that isn't amber. Sometimes, on most European vehicles, you will get a... Uh, and on North American vehicles now, you'll get a symbol, an amber symbol of an engine, like an old school engine with a fan at the front, and a, you know. But um, when it's a misfire, so it means a misfire or a symptom that's going to damage the catalyst, it will flash, which means it's a problem for the emissions. Um, so that means then, if it's flashing, you should really stop. The reason it flashes is to make it seem more urgent to you. Do they all do
0: that? Do all they should? Okay. Yes,
1: anything that's damaging the catalyst, it should flash. Now. Doesn't happen all the time. Some on, on specific vehicles, and uh, we'll go back to the BMW example. If it detects a misfire on cylinder number eight, the reason it would then damage the catalyst if there was a misfire is the raw fuel. The raw right. fuel, particularly the uh, sulfur in the fuel, will damage the catalytic converter. So, does what it take
0: a long time to do that? No, 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 really quick. Okay, yeah, good. So
1: then that ro- that cylinder's misfiring, it will go through its cycle. The engine picks it up, and then the control unit will say, okay we don't have a f- we've got no firing on number eight cut off the fuel and it will also opposite on the other bank cut off a cylinder as well to keep it balanced and smooth on the road uh, okay and you get a message inside saying engine uh full power no longer available continue to your nearest workshop on the older cars when that technology wasn't there then it would flash so um some of the older land rovers the last ra- last lot of range rovers uh they'll do it they'll flash if they misfire um so yeah that that that's a more urgent situation but an engine light can come on for any number of things and because 90 percent of cars don't have transmission warning lights if you've got an issue with your transmission and most of the cars are automatic you'll get the engine light on and when you get it to the shop and you plug it in it'll say um mil activation transmission fault check memory mil mil just malfunction indicator lamp and uh the engine lights just come on to get the customer to go in and check the transmission. Okay. So it depends if it's flashing, definitely stop. Um, but if it's on, just get it checked as it's soon. It's almost as you like
0: can. you want to have a home computer so you can plug it in yourself. Yeah,
1: I mean you can buy the kits. There are apps you can download on Apple, yeah. you know, or on Android Play, um, and and you can. I mean, there's a double-edged the sword
0: because then you might misdiagnose yourself. And a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you just have to be careful. But,
1: you know, if you're that way inclined to know or you don't necessarily trust your workshop, well, you should change. But sure. if you well, that, that's the other
0: thing. If you don't trust your workshop enough when you go in, yeah.
1: say goodbye to the workshop. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, if you if you want to get one of these things, some of them are like $30. So you plug the, the cheap. Bluetooth lead in, it connects to your hands, your yeah. handheld mobile, and, and then uh, you can see... Sometimes they're only codes, so you've then got to translate those online. Uh, P codes, uh, fault codes are universal, so you can then put them in and it'll tell you what it is. Uh, Some of them, manufacturers have their own specific codes so that they can keep certain things Um, in-house. But most of them are translated on OBD, onboard diagnostic, to be universal, uh, certainly for engine and emissions anyway.
0: Nice. Easy. Okay. Well, there we go. Learn something new every day. Hmm. Uh, you've done a car rental. You, someone smoked in the car. You're not supposed to be smoking in the car. That's <laughs> got to be what this one's about. And you get smell out of the ceiling fabric of a car? Smoke. Unless oh. they were barbecuing in the vehicle. but Tailgating. I think that's a really hard one because you, you can mask it. Mm. Uh, you're never really going to get rid of tobacco, yeah, there it is. right. I mean it's yeah. one of those oh, and the, that's if you're trying to sell your vehicle too right? you've are you're got it up on Dubizzle and you've had a heavy smoker in that vehicle and you try and clean it, you're done for you can't yeah. get the smell really out yeah, no that's right and and you know um,
1: one thing that people do forget is the pollen filters yeah. and the AC filters, it really gets stuck in those and um, you can do all the cleaning you want but as soon as you turn that AC back on boom it fires up. It. Yeah. So um, get you got to clean those things out too. Get your pollen filter changed and what a and great thing if else. you're
0: selling your car, make sure you change the pollen filter, make sure you change all those places yep. where that that nauseous smell of yep. of cigarettes can be removed. Definitely. Um I've you know there's all sorts of tricks that used car
1: salesmen use the, the, the best and most ridiculous one I've ever seen. <laughs> the best and
0: most ridiculous uh, at yeah. the same time. It's the best
1: because it's just like So shameless. I mean, (laughs) what are you doing? But it's ridiculous because why did you (laughs) expect that to happen, right? So a customer came to me with a car and said, "Um, I've just bought this car, uh, but I keep getting these bits of stuff coming out of the vents when turning the EC on. Mm -hmm. Now, um, it was a Ford, and... Some of the Fords had an issue where the evaporator would—it's um, aluminium—and you'd start to get like a, a, a corrosion, a scale basically on mm. the corrosion on there that would flake yeah. off and come out. And there was, it's a known issue, and, and they dealt with it. Ford re- improved the part, and it was good. So I thought, oh, perhaps it's that. Yeah. Sometimes you'll get the insulation from around the air vents flaking off, and that comes through yeah. the vents. So I thought it's something like that. Car comes in, I'm getting it, and it's like brown. What is that? What is it? It's like what I don't know, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> and the car smells really bitter. Oh. Really, really yeah. like okay. bitter. And I'm thinking, yeah. what is that? So and, we get in there. And come on, come on. <laughs> instant coffee. <laughs> what? So what they've done is they put instant coffee
0: in Onto the
1: pollen filter, right? Right. Trying to get a smell of coffee in the car. Everyone loves the smell of coffee.
0: All right. Probably
1: not instant coffee, but everyone loves the smell of coffee. So they put instant, but they put it on the wrong side of the filter. So it's not staying behind the filter. It's on the 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 flow side. So it's blowing blowing through. through. I mean, who
0: does that? Who does I, that? I don't know. Put the beans in. Don't, don't, what point? <laughs> don't use instant coffee. You you don't. Put coffee beans. Or just just, just clean just, the car and put an air fish yeah. in. It's oh, a that, used car. That is that's something to keep your mind on. Yeah. Keep your eyes so um, no, that was a, that was. A good I, one. I get I the idea, that. though. I get the. I, I mean, I get the reason. And they're you know. Put something in that's gonna just give you a different smell, and it, yeah, and you'll you'll be fixated on that smell. It'll be like putting a cookie there, yeah. And put my you know, smell, putting it didn't some smell KFC like there didn't no. smell like coffee at no. all.
1: And you got just coffee flying out at like you,
0: it's manky, it was horrible. Yeah, but um, well, I I got worried. I I started thinking, okay, if you've got the smell of coffee in the the ceiling fabric, and then you start you know putting stuff on it, and you're mm. trying to clean it, and then then it comes well, down. Well, yeah, you get it to come down, yeah. even if someone gets in there with a the steam cleaner. That steam could loosen the adhesive. You're exactly. done for. Yeah, exactly. You are done for. Yeah. So that that's it. If if you've got, you can't be too aggressive
1: with cleaning. Certainly the sealing fabric, unless you're at the point where you think, well, you know what, this cleaner's cost me forty dirhams. I'm going to try it. If it doesn't work, I'm um, fifteen hundred, twelve hundred, whatever, how whatever car it is to get the fabric replaced. Yeah. Um, because then you can really go at it. And if it does come out and it doesn't come
0: off, then great chances are in the next couple of weeks it's going to come off. So, I mean, I've never had ceiling fabric replaced mm. or needed to have it replaced. When I go to some of these places, and, and let's say I go to the Top Guns, yep. does it end up looking just like it did before? or So you wouldn't know? Because because I have been in some cars. Yeah, I'm, I'm fixated with the Corollas and, and yep. uh, the Sunnies that the, the, the gardening guys use. Mm. And I've looked in a few of them recently, and I'm going, yeah, that ceiling doesn't look anything like it should look. <laughs> no. Nah. And it's clearly been replaced, yeah. but it hasn't been done well, and it just looks... What you'll find on those cars, and it's just down to the mass amount
1: there are here, you'll have either a used one taken out of another car, ah, okay. or you'll just rip the fabric down and just clean it. Uh-huh. So you'll be left with the frame, the bare frame. Yeah. Someone might pin it up. Um, because, you know, with respect, you've got to think about it. What's the repair cost and what's the value of that car yeah the value of that car might be five thousand dirhams so you're not going to spend a fifth of it doing a cosmetic repair yeah um especially when it's just a vehicle to take
0: people to and from work yeah well i saw one guy the other day and, and I was, he was driving by and you know because i do my own gardening i know all the gardeners and you know <laughs> it's like i'm one of the i'm one of the boys <laughs> <laughs> and and you know i'm i'm just looking at this car and he's just, oh i just got just went through the inspection it got through and i'm looking at this car and i'm going really like I'm looking at the tires and I'm going, really? Mm. Like, how did you get this? Co- how, like, really? So I don't know if they, you know, swapped out tires and done all the tricks or what. But yeah. it, I was just a little surprised.
1: We get people asking that all the time. Kind of put tires on your car, on my car, to get it through the test and bring them back. <laughs> and there are people out there that do it. That's why people ask us. We yeah. obviously we don't entertain that, but um there are people that will do that. They'll rent a wheel sort of deal where you rent a set of wheels or whatever they want to charge you for it for the yeah. test and then bring it back. Um yeah. the reason the RTA failed to cut vehicle is because mm-hmm. it's not safe to be on the road. Exactly. And you might just think, well I'll drive carefully. It's not you yeah. that you need to worry about. It's everybody no. else. And
0: I, I mean I, I hats off to the RTA for yeah. doing that. And Done and that. checking to make sure that yeah. your vehicle isn't uh you know polluting more than they naturally do. Yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, I'm glad they're looking underneath there yeah. and they see a leak and they see something and they say, hey, you got a problem here. Yeah. Can't pass you. Definitely. The brakes I, don't
1: work. I totally get it. I, I, I don't don't have any issue with, you know, sometimes the RTA, they'll change their, their, their rules. They'll, they'll change how and what they check on vehicles from time yeah. to time. But that's because it's a developing system. Vehicles change every day. Right. So they've got to change with it um so you know uh they they really do see the broad spectrum you know i i sometimes say to 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 our customers you know my mechanic's going to now work on your uh, 2016 range rover sport the car he was working on this morning was a 1968 mustang right you know he's really yeah. got to adapt himself to and from there that's what happens in being an independent workshop but the RTA see all of it Every single iteration of every single vehicle. So they've got to, you know, they think they have yeah. to adapt and change. And, and the reason they fail the vehicle, it might be, oh, you know, there's nothing wrong with these tires. Well, you can't see that. Yeah. And it's fair to say that at five years, that tire is probably going to yeah. need to be replaced. <laughs> it might look good on the outside, but what you can't see
0: is on the inside. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Uh, another another one that's come through is about m- uh, mirror corrosion. So this is the mirrors where you see that start seeing the rust from behind it. Yeah, is, is anything one can do for that? Anything one can do so that it doesn't happen, <laughs> or is that down to quality? It's a question then of just well, just one of those things. I mean,
1: normally that that, that corrosion is the back plate corroding um uh, where the mirrors um uh, adhered to
0: the back plate it's seeped through the gap. This was a two thousand ten vehicle. They were wondering is this a warranty issue? Is this a defect or nine years yeah. in you've yeah. not got much <laughs> chance there with any warranty. <laughs> um
1: you know washing the car with, with hot water doesn't help. Really? because yeah, yeah. obviously they're adhesive. So um if it's stuck to the back plate then it's gonna help the adhesive come off and that's where the rust coming through. So just being careful how you how you wash
0: and detail the car. Yeah it's yeah. a good thing to think about because there's you know we, we do a lot of car washing here yeah, you know? yeah a lot and the potential for that to happen yeah and it's always power always jet wash always power yeah. you know so um, I, I was watching the guys actually do a, a power wash as I was filling up with fuel the other day and I was just amazed like I mean I, I thought okay I wonder how long that car was sitting to cool down a little because I'm paranoid <laughs> of that yeah. but the guy who just had the gun and he was just firing it in going on the exhaust it. system oh yeah going at it just know. just wow and i just thought wow yeah there's that, it w- yeah yeah so it's um anyway, it's, it's going to be a really clean undercarriage but
1: yeah it's a strange one we we, we get the um we, we try and clean off with uh cleaning specific cleaning engine degreases and things like that under the cars if we've done an oil leak repair for instance yeah. um but some people will just go to the petrol station and get it blasted off fine but like you say something that's been over 100 degrees, 200 degrees in an exhaust system, 300 degrees yeah. to then get just blasted with powered hot or sorry, cold water. That's definitely uh, definitely going to cause some sort of life of the part shortening <laughs> issue, shall we say?
0: Well, and that, I, I was wondering is the is the garage or the the company that's made our vehicles are they planning for that? Like they obviously know that people are going to go through car washes. They know. And, and someone might say, well, hold on, James, is this any different than if you're driving your vehicle in conditions where it rains mm. and that water's all coming yeah. up, so they must be designing for this. Yeah,
1: but I mean, a bit of uh, spray is something that the, the you know, the, the the heat of the vehicle and the components can manage. You know, right. a bit of spray isn't the end of the world, but like you say, that constant, it's it's not, so much the cold on the hot a little bit like that it's it's the quick contraction of that metal component yeah. so it expands as it's hot and then it gets cold very quickly and contracts and it'll crack that's the, the yeah. fear now um, you know the, the people do it and the people making money out of doing it and, and nobody seems to have major issues on it And but that, it, it, why take the risk yeah and I think that's the key well, I you, if you, you can, really want to risk yeah, it yeah if you can take the car park it for 30 minutes and turn the engine off and then put it on there yeah, yeah no problem yeah you know but if you're doing it while it's running or if you it's don't,
0: well in some of these car washes you put your car through while it is running well they tend to leave them <laughs> running in case it cuts off while they're doing it yeah. and then it doesn't start you I had know, a car the, that was like that <laughs> when I was at, through a puddle it would cut out and it was yeah. always on the highway when I
1: was at AAA and we had our recovery service the amount of cars we recovered from the petrol station from the car wash yeah they wouldn't start after they've been washed and um, water gun in the fuse board or something like that keys inside and then it's short circuit and something like that so the amount of cars we
0: recovered for that so it, it does happen so they do tend to leave them running yeah so yeah I, I i would love to know the stats on how many people have actually had issues because mm-hmm. of that and and you know is is it just my paranoia or do people ultimately down the road have issues mm-hmm. It's a, it's a sensible thing to be paranoid about. Yeah. I think
1: I I, I definitely wouldn't want Better a hot engine. Better safe than sorry, right? Yeah, I wouldn't want a hot engine. Look, I don't pour cold coolant into a hot engine. Mm. We don't pour cold water into a hot engine. If we've had a car come in that's maybe low on coolant and the customer wants to top it up, I'm sorry, let's cool it down or we'll boil the kettle Yeah, because we don't do that. We don't want something that's hot to get very cold very quick. Um, you know we we talked about this you know we won't take spark plugs out of a hot engine because the engine when it cools, will change shape and you Mm. might not be able to get the spark plugs back in so it's a very real issue Uh, not so much on modern materials because they're designed to be less um, affected by temperature changes but Mm. they still are so interesting
0: Interesting. Uh, tire flat spots is another issue people are are talking about these days. Yeah, uh, I think getting ready for summer. I don't know. or they yeah, yeah, getting away? Yeah. How, how long does it take typically for tires to get a flat spot? Is is it just depends on the tire? If or? the
1: pressures aren't maintained and you park it in the sun, you get them in a day. Really? Yeah. If you don't maintain the pressures, if they're too low and you park it in a the day, sun. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. especially on some of the you know I, some of the more high traction tires that are softer yeah. compound.
0: Yeah. Man, you know how many people park in parking spots where it's no yeah. shade and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll 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 see it. I mean, it's very very rare that we will put unless it's obviously a new tire that we will do a let's say a balancing or something for a customer's car. Yeah. Um, it's very very rare that we will put a tire on the balancing machine and when you spin it, you don't see a flat spot.
0: Very very rare. I, I would say. 10% of the time. And how how long can you go with that flat spot before you really need well, to you, can you balance it with a flat spot?
1: What not really. You can balance <laughs> it. You can balance the weight. Yeah. You offset the weight, but you can't get rid of the flat spot with balancing. What what tends then, to happen is obviously we we then reset the pressure. huh And then the customer might drive it on the highway. The increased temperature and the you know the the centrifugal force of the tires, it spins sometimes helps them stretch out. Yeah. But if you're just doing let's say you live Kilometer from the school in Jumeirah, yeah. so you're going to do what max? You're going to get up to 60 or something. You are dropping the kids off to school, then you go to the office in DIFC. You might get up to 80, maybe 100 in the morning traffic. You're not going to do much more than that, and then you go on the reverse home. You're probably if you park in the car in the in the sun. If you then do a highway run at the weekend, you're going to notice a little bit of a rumble or a vibration, and and that's just because the tires get flat spots very very quickly. Oh. rubber's really soft because of the temperature here. Yeah. Um and we're parking in the sun. That's scary.
0: It truly yeah. uh, you don't want that to happen. I mean, it's No. You're lucky. I I almost think you're lucky then if you can get 2 years out of your tires. And then how many people, everyone, yeah. I mean, I would say over over 80% of the population at some point leaves and leaves a vehicle, you know, leave for a vacation but yeah. leave a vehicle in the sun. Yeah. Wow yeah yeah so I you no just idea. have to
1: be uh, as long as the pre- if the pressures are maintained you know and there are there are recommendations and you can check with the vehicle manufacturer they'll give you to them give mm-hmm. them to you um, they're, they're what they call storage pressures so they're over pressurized the tires while they're stored yeah. to keep them yeah. less uh, to keep them harder so they're less likely to get flat spots but still at that point you still need to be moving the car one today if you can yeah. just
0: even if you're just rolling it forward and backwards you, you, one of the garages you were working at used to used to have a service mm. is this something Sandans might get back into we just haven't got the space yeah so uh
1: we haven't got the space to do that we used to keep cars in yeah. that was at carpro um i don't know if they do it now anyway there but we we haven't physically got the space to keep cars in we could we could we could think about because we have mobile vans for the tires yeah and batteries so we could maybe go out to people um, the biggest issue uh, we had with that was security on
0: gated communities and sure. buildings. It was very difficult. Sure. Well, if you're driving in with a, you know, a, a tire truck or a battery truck, yeah, in a lot of these gated communities, they want to say, "Well, do you have a certificate?" Do you yeah. That gets really hard. Yeah. You know. um, So that was the biggest issue, but it's it's it, there was
1: a market for it, but these days, <laughs> finding people that are going to pay for that, yeah, is a problem. So as much as it's going to save them money down the line.
0: Well, it's it's like that mobile f- fuel filling thing. I think it's a great. Yeah, idea. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea. Well, yeah. thinks it's dumb, but the only thing I the only
1: issue <laughs> it's a great idea. The what is only it, thirty like, extra
0: derms you pay or something? I think like there
1: that? might be a call out, but I don't. I think they wave that to start with. Yeah, I don't think they, I don't know if they're charging that yet, um, but I think uh, at the
0: end of the day, you've got to think about. Well, I was just wondering how does how do they get into the gated communities because the, usually they're not too happy about letting those folks well, in. I mean it's not
1: like it's a, a safe vehicle to have a, <laughs> have around is it it's parked
0: front of your house full it's of sweet. petrol
1: and big orange signs on the side flashing but, lights too yeah yeah I mean I, I see a lot of people saying they've used it and oh, we yeah? see the guys around us okay. so I think they must have a depot near us because I see a lot of the guys walking past the shop
0: I just think it's the height of laziness so I just can't do it <laughs> yeah 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 I wouldn't do it I, I wouldn't do it definitely I, I, not I mean I like the idea but I'm not going to do it you know, no the idea is great but I wouldn't do it yeah there yeah. we go and I, either way you know I got to spend another 30 dirhams for my fill up Not that I'm spending a ton now, <laughs> but hold on. Uh, yeah. You're, you want 30 dirhams for what I could do for less than 30 dirhams then by going to the petrol station that is 400 meters from my house. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree yeah. with you. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And and I think, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, b- back to the, the, and this question has to come. I mean, I, I'm wondering where the, how this question came about. But it must be related to the flat spot on tires. Will a layer of dust on a car that is sitting for a month damage the paint? If you don't clean it properly. Don't mm-hmm. go straight in with a dry sponge, you know, try oh, and rinse yeah, it first. Yeah. But then... So you know if you've had your so imagine if you've had your car sitting for a month it's full of sand then you go to the the, the grocery store yep. the guy's going to clean your car for 15 dirhams yeah he's got the the eco wash so he puts a little bit of liquid very, on very very little water yes yeah, yeah. The and then he rubs that thing like <laughs> sandpaper <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the exactly, clear coat yeah. now has wonderful grooves i i just 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 make sure you
1: rinse that very thoroughly and use a very very soft uh, sponge or something that's that's going to easily
0: remove the water uh, the the dust with the water yeah we, we talked about air filters we had a question about that we're working our way through the questions yeah I know right? it's first time in a while <laughs> it's like first time in a while yeah first I know it, it's only because you threw down the gauntlet and said let's see how if we can even keep on track yeah well, we never got on track really <laughs> just, I think, <laughs> the first one we did was like point ten on the list
1: so that doesn't count as
0: being on track. Because <laughs> I, you know, actually, because we're at the Rove downtown, mm. and Rove Hotels thanks those guys for letting us come and podcast in their yep. facility. And, I, but you know, every time I drive up, because they've got the the sunshades, yeah, I often wonder why they're not doing. You know, they don't have a little sand dance, um, you know, satellite thing sitting over in the corner because all these cars could use. You know, I could use a little servicing. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know uh, what the. I don't know. I don't know what it'd be regulations wise out there. Know. Yeah, or or you know, I know they do the the window. Covering in all the malls. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I've got a- right. <laughs> Stand up. Do what you got to do, man. It's all this driving, <laughs> But I, driving I often wonder why, you know, because I go in and I go I go into the mall and the guy wants to clean my car and he wants to know how long you're going to be. Yeah. I can get my windows coated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I wondering why, yeah. you know, why there isn't a spot where I can just drop my car and then say, okay, yeah, I want that oil change. Yeah. I'd check the brakes or, yeah. Yeah. I, don't I know. mean, it, it do does, my tires. It's a,
1: it's a, it is a good one. I mean, I've seen, I've seen people get oil changed. At petrol station's quicker than they would have been in the queue to get the petrol in. Yeah. So I, I just don't know. I just wonder. Yeah, there might be a market for that, but. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you don't want to be the guy who has to drive around now to all the malls uh, where you've got Especially like, not in June or July. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> nah. uh, well, I can, but I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there a fan a, a brand a fan belt that is better than the other is I, I wonder why they're asking that question
1: um, Fam- probably uh, I mean I'd, sorry, I stand okay, out. Yeah, do it's what you gotta do good video do
0: it's okay it's okay you gotta you gotta do what killing. you gotta do <laughs> <laughs> keep standing stretch it out Man, this is killing. <laughs> <It's> I to <must laughs> walk it off um, no I think it's uh gates is the big brand okay um, but there are I I don't even pay attention People then
1: tend to stick to the
0: manufacturer one, right? I just put whatever, whatever I I rely on the the, the workshop to yeah. put in whatever brand, and, and yeah, usually it's the manufacturer. I'm sure they're buying the manufacturer's suggested part, yeah. And away we go. So I, I never even think twice. But clearly the manufacturer, if I'm if I'm buying something Mopar because I'm I'm getting Jeep yeah. stuff, Mopar is, is made by somebody yeah and maybe it's gates who knows yeah maybe
1: i mean you can normally get the brand of the belt on the belt rather than the packaging it comes in so uh, but gates is
0: the big one that people tend to stick to and they've been doing it hundreds of years yeah um my big question was about porta potties in cars Mm -hmm. and why why we don't see those as a built-in feature i mean we had the hey biofuels yeah you could run the car off of it i
1: really (laughs) i know I know, but then again, do you want to Shoot. do that in a car? I mean, you can do your business in a car, but there's
0: a there's a cleanup required afterwards, <laughs> You're right? Sitting in the morning, so then we've got like, the gang going down with Davy and saying, "Hey, so, everyone, just turn the other I'm way." Gonna I'm going to paper out, and then, would, then you've got it. So then, would you like? I, would I you have a b day built in? <laughs> so here's the thing: why I was thinking about this yeah. is I went out to El Cudra Lakes, okay, and then we went out to the Love Lakes, yeah, and you know, there's signage; it's easy to get to. You can you don't need a four by four, no, but. You know, you, you got to get out there, yeah. and it's not fast. Mm. Alcudra Lakes at the bicycle roundabout. Yeah, they have all the services. They've got the last exit yeah, and everything. It, yeah. You get out to the lake. So, what if you have to go to the washroom? Mm. There but are no porta potties there. the lakes. Are there. Yeah, but but yeah, maybe. <laughs> but there's no porta potties. There's none. No, no. You, you're you're picnicking. You're all this. They're wetting down the road. You know, hats off to everyone for making this accessible. But there's no toilets. Yeah and so that's where it's I general. was I was in the Jeep and I know what I could go to Carrefour and I could buy the porta potty that I put in the back but I just mm. thought man you know it, it would be we, we see more and more pickups and we see things and this is a natural thing so obviously whether it's at home I can go obviously go to the house or I can stop at the service station but I just thought man I, I just never see anyone talking if I'm buying my car or vehicle with an yeah. option to have ablution facilities mm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think it's an economy of cost, <laughs> isn't it? Now? I think that's that's what you. Know, uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody'd yeah. be too interested no, in doing. Like, no. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, well, they're gonna say go buy the VW, you know, camper van or something, or yeah, yeah you're dying there. Yeah, it's yeah. killing yeah. me. Oh. Okay, well, what, you know, you know what we're gonna do? I think we got to wrap this one yeah, up, man. This is not we're, a good video. Yeah. We're, we're we're gonna wrap it up. Car clinic will be back. Yeah. Glenn Power is suffering. I'm gonna go and speak to he, Marcus and you, stretch. Off. You need a massage oh, seat man. in your vehicle. You are the living example. <laughs> Of why those things need to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. I am man. <laughs> or, or the driver in the van so that uh, you can have the masseuse. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Hey, it, uh, always a pleasure to sit down and talk to Glenn Power about I'm cars. Up. Yeah, he's standing up. Fix your cars. Car Clinic is the program. Podaholics is where you're finding it. You want to get in touch with Glenn. At Glenn That Car Guy on all the socials. And of course you can uh, keep in touch with us at Potaholics on all the socials. Potaholics at gmail.com. Look forward to talking again really soon. So long for now. You've been listening to the Car Clinic, a Potaholics podcast with Glenn Power from Sandance Tires. If you want to get in touch with us, potaholics at gmail.com or go on to the socials, potaholics with a K. Drop us a line, share a story, share a question. We love to hear from you. We're gonna do it all again really, really soon. So long for now.